One thing I think in our culture today, I mentioned in the break too, is self-control seems to be something that a lot of people don't even care about wanting today. You know, I just want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And um, it's about me and what I want. And I think the process of gaining self-control is beginning to ask new questions. It isn't about what I want all the time and less and less and less of that. It's God, what do you want? Welcome everyone to podcast 113 of Renew Your Mind. With us today, we have senior pastor Paul Gruenberg. We have retired pastor Barry Sweet. We also have youth and family director Jeremy Teru and myself, Dana Hall, as the moderator. Um, we're continuing our discussion on the Holy Spirit. And our last podcast, we talked about uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and um, how they're listed out in uh, different places in the scripture. Now we want to turn and talk about the fruits of the Spirit. And um, who would like to present what those fruits are? And then we're going to have a little discussion about, we'll have more discussion about the fruits of the Spirit. Well, I can read from the scripture, Galatians 5. Okay. Verse 22 reads, but the, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And as we were talking in the, in the break, uh, the fruit of the Spirit, it starts with but, but the fruit of the Spirit are. And yeah. the chapter, uh, Galatians 5, talks about being free. It says, uh, you, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. And then he goes into living life by the Spirit. So we're called to be free, but we're not to use our freedom to indulge in sinful nature. In other words, just because we're free doesn't mean we can do anything. And so there are these, these fruit, and I think Jeremy uh, spoke in terms of uh, what fruit is and how fruit develops. Jeremy, you want to hit that real quick? Sure. I, we we talked about how fruit has to do with the character of an individual. So it, it it really shows you who that person is. What's their character? Like, what are they like on the, the inside? You know, a person is loving or a person is kind. A person, you know, is very patient. And we spoke about, you know, those things just like you know, actual fruit doesn't start its life as all of a sudden you have a fully ripe, fully grown apple and boom, there it is. It starts as a seed mm -hmm. and it grows and develops over time at, and as it's exposed to proper growing conditions. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, a good picture of the fruit of the spirit as well. It is something that grows in us, that gets produced in us and that, you know, that growth can be enhanced based on the conditions of our, our life spiritually, are we, are we seeking God in prayer? Are we putting God first? Are we reading his word? Are we spending time with other believers? You know, those things can really enhance the growth of the fruit of the spirit on our life. And likewise, we can do things that I think inhibit its growth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those things would be things like getting caught in a sinful pattern or disobedience and, mm -hmm. and other things like that. So. So, I mean, Paul lists for us what some of those things are right before he gives the fruit of the Spirit. He calls them the acts of the flesh, 
um, are obvious. So he's talking about living or walking by the Spirit so you don't gratify the desires of the flesh. So he's got those two things that he's comparing. Walk by the Spirit, gratify the desires of the flesh. And he goes on to say that the desires of the flesh are contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit uh, is contrary to the flesh, and they're in conflict with one another. So you can't just do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You're either, you're led by the Spirit or you're led by the flesh. Now, the, the... Acts of the flesh are sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so you've got those those two sets of uh, being that you're cultivating and you're either cultivating one or you're cultivating the other. I think you can probably cultivate areas of both. Right. Because mm-hmm. my question would be then, well, I know some people who are, they're really generous with their money. They would never step into the door of the church. They would never acknowledge God, but they're really generous or they're very kind to other people or they just seem to have a peace about them. You know, we talk about uh, some of the Eastern religions and, and meditation. You know, meditation is a gift from God, but it's it's not used in the way that God would want it to be used by, I think, uh, uh, Eastern religions because they're meditating on something that's good as opposed to meditating on God or God's word. Um, so at that point then, the question is, can you have the fruit of the Spirit and not be a Christian? Can you exhibit the fruit of the Spirit and not know Jesus? I would say yes, just from the experience of knowing people who I know aren't believers, but, you know, like you said, who may be, uh, who may be patient mm-hmm. or who may show kindness to people. So, and But I wonder if the fruit of the Spirit isn't got a little bit another layer to it. Um, in that you can be patient, but the source of that patience. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. And what is that patience then used for um, is the difference, I think, for a Christian as opposed to a non-Christian. So I think there may be another layer or a deeper yeah, essence I, I think that's for a believer. Yeah. I think Christians are, you know, have the, the availability of having a much more robust experience with those things due to the Spirit working in us. Well, I know plenty of Christians who are not <laughs> bearing the fruit of the Spirit very well. True. No question. I think about patience as an example. And you mentioned how, you know, it starts as a seed and grows and, and develops and matures. You know, most of us want patience and we want it now. Mm-hmm. And that's not how it works. Right. And I find my ha- I've struggled with patience in my journey a lot. Um, and I think sometimes... God allowed certain things into my life to teach me patience. One of those was cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't handle that real well in the early stages. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to trust again and to get to the point of of patience. And that's another story for another day. But mm-hmm. um, there are there have been certain events in my life where God has said, okay, 
you know, this is a place where you need to grow and some work you need to do. And um, I want to grow this fruit in you. And you say you want me to grow these fruits in you. So to be honest with you, sometimes I think God allows certain things to enter our lives that aren't always easy. Mm-hmm. You've you've not heard the the quip, don't pray for patience. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> don't ever pray for patience. Right. How can you gain patience mm-hmm. if not by trial? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there's that whole passage about yeah. trial and, and perseverance creates this, mm-hmm. creates this. I think it's from James. And um, But sometimes whether you even pray for it or not, that's one thing God wants to teach us. <laughs> right. And so he places something in our life that's going to teach us patience. Mm-hmm. And it may be a really hard lesson. But hopefully you come out. I don't want to say shining on the other end, uh, but hopefully you come out with a uh, better, not just knowledge, experience, but a better uh, spiritual... Understanding? More than understanding. It, it, it becomes a part of you. You're, you're more likely to be patient in the future as a result. Mm-hmm. But I do think we can be resistant to the work God wants to do. Oh, to sometimes absolutely. Just, as, as these things are, he's trying to develop in us, um, we can resist mm-hmm. and kind of put on the brakes. And um, this is hard, too hard, God. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to do this work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd actually put it in those words, but that's what's happening. And mm-hmm. um, I think it comes down to relinquishment. And we've talked about that a couple different times. And at some point we have to say, your will, not mine. Mm-hmm. And if, if this is the walk you want me to walk, you know, help me to do this well. Mm-hmm. When I got my cancer, that was one of my prayers. Not knowing what was ahead, and thank goodness I didn't. Um, my prayer was, help me do this well, mm-hmm. whatever that means. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like always that. do it well. Yeah. I didn't always do it well. Was it more, didn't do it well on the inside? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot on the, the inside. Outside. Yeah. Because, you know, as pastors— you know, you have to get up and preach and teach and be public and put on your pastor face. And I didn't always feel like I wanted to do that, mm-hmm. but I did. And in some ways, I always later when I look back on it, I'm not sure I was always authentic. And I wish I'd been a little more authentic. But you can't be yeah. old. Sometimes you can't be, though. Right. Yeah. Because when you're leading other people and dealing with their crises and things, mm-hmm. it's not about me at that point. Yeah. You know, and— it's a kind juggling, of act, juggling yeah. act, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I said, sometimes I think I did okay with that and did rather well. Other times I think I failed miserably. Mm-hmm. But in the long process, I think I've become a whole lot more patient um, mm-hmm. and kind uh, as a result. Yeah, I, that's one of the questions I have when we listed through all of the the fruits of the Holy Spirit, you know, everyone wants everything right now and Mm -hmm. right away. I mean, are we supposed to have all these fruits? That's the first question that comes Mm. to my mind because, uh, like, you know, I can X off a couple, but not all of them. (laughs) Really? (laughs) And I'm supposed to. Dana, I would think you had them all. (laughs) I would have thought you had them all. You know, sometimes people will read these, uh, for instance, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Now, this is an agape love. This is an unconditional love. And with unconditional love comes joy. 
And with joy comes a sense of peace. With a sense of peace, you're able to forbear. Uh, you're able to be then kind, goodness, being more faithful, gentleness, having self-control. So sometimes people will read this off as, a, you know, I need to focus on this unconditional love first. Mm -hmm. And then with the unconditional love, you can experience more joy. And so it just depends on how you want to read that. Is it a list of things and you could be working on any one of them? Or is it, uh, is there an order to it? You know, mm -hmm. focus on love because you can't find joy without love. You can't find peace without having joy and love, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So you could, you could focus on one or you could focus on all. Uh, I think it is, you better focus on what the Lord wants you to focus on. Yeah. Uh, and it becomes evident which one, if you, if you had this on some type of picture or plaque in your office or in your uh, house somewhere, mm -hmm. and you just kind of read through it every day, uh, you could get a sense of what God is working on in any type of season of life. You know, Barry, for you, it was patience. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. One thing I think in our culture today, I mentioned in the break too, is self-control seems to be something that a lot of people don't even care about wanting today. Right. You know, I just want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And um, it's about me and what I want. And I think the process of gaining self-control is beginning to ask new questions. Mm -hmm. It isn't about what I want all the time and less and less and less of that. It's, God, what do you want? Well, ultimately, it's becoming like Christ, right? Right. Not my will, but your will be yeah. done. Right. And when we do that, we begin to look beyond ourselves. It's no longer relative to my needs, which is what society is like today. My truth is my truth. Your mm -hmm. truth is your truth. And you know, that's just the way it is. There's no absolute truth, but that's just not true. And and when we start asking the question, God, what's your truth? Mm -hmm. and, and all of a sudden, transformation begins to happen. Right. Yeah. Because you're asking new questions and deeper questions. Um, and I think that's the process of the fruit of the Spirit and the growing that Jeremy talked about is learning to ask new and different questions. Um, because they take us to some new places. And I think that's all the work of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the more we let the Spirit in, the more those new questions and new thought processes come that'll open all kinds of new doors right? that move us beyond just me as the center um, to God as the center. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it would be good to be reflective. If you keep a gratitude journal or if you have a planner, um, and every day you list off something that you're grateful for. You know, Lord, I'm grateful that I have a wife who loves me. Um, I'm grateful for, uh, you know, the kindness that I experienced or the kindness that I tried to convey uh, today. You know, whatever those things are, you could use the fruit of the Spirit mm -hmm. to help you find uh, what you were grateful for in that day. You know, somebody was gentle with you. Uh, somebody reminded you of God's faithfulness. Somebody was kind or good to you. I was listening to uh, the radio and some lady, I think her husband had died and uh, she went to the grocery store and the card was in his name and it had gotten canceled and she had all these groceries. And somebody came up behind her and said, hey, I'll pay for him. 
you know, mm-hmm. and uh, didn't even ask why she understood that that card got canceled two days prior. She found out that it got canceled two days prior when she tried to use it. So, mm-hmm. you know, somebody was good to her. Somebody was kind to her. You know, what are you grateful for today? You know, which then opens the door for us to be like that. Right. You know, God's going to use that in terms of um, teaching us. Mm-hmm. And, and giving back and um, just passing it on. Yeah, and I thing. think that's a good one because that, that's another characteristic of, of fruit or a plant is that it reproduces itself. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. really as you and invest. Hundreds of times. Yeah. If you just you, think of an apple yeah. and all the seeds in an apple. Absolutely. Or corn. So I really think mm-hmm. as believers, as we invest in the lives of others, there's a, a spreading of the fruit, so mm-hmm. to speak. The spirit can pour out from us onto others and... Others mm-hmm. can kind of learn from other Christians. So. Mm-hmm. When I think that so that's much part of the whole. <laughs> that's part of the whole picture, is that when you move from the me perspective to the God perspective, you move outside yourself. Is that fruit? You know, isn't it? It produces an apple, let's say, but that apple then is designed to, with all those seeds, to multiply. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, hundreds of times over, um, and pass it on. That's what we're designed Absolutely. to right. do as well. Yep. And, of course, Jesus was the perfect fruit, right? Yeah. Showing us all of these examples on how to live. Uh, he was sowing seeds of all of this fruit, and then the Spirit comes along and helps us to um, be maybe more cognizant of how we should live into the fruit of the Spirit, how we should mm-hmm seek to gain this kind of fruit in our lives because that's what Jesus taught, mm-hmm. right? The Holy Spirit reveals, teaches. Wow. All right. Well, I think uh, that's where we will end this uh, podcast. We want to thank everyone for joining us. We come to you from the First United Methodist Church of Gaylord, and we're located at 215 South Center Street. Um, we would love to have you join us on Sundays. At We have a 9 a.m. service, traditional service, and a 1045 contemporary service. Um, we'd love to see you in person, or you can join via Facebook Live or YouTube. And um, if you have any questions about the church, call us at 989-732-5380, or you can Google us, and our website will answer pretty pretty much most of your questions and tell you the you know the new things and the different things going on at the church. So thanks again, everyone. Mm-hmm.